This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. While we all know what happened on June the 16th, 1976 in Soweto, we don't know exactly what happened two days later in Alexandra. There, the youth continued with the uprising that had started in Soweto. They planned to march from Freedom Square just across the street from the Alexandra Secondary School to the Alexandra Stadium where they were hoping to deliver a memorandum. However, on the corner of the 2nd and Roosevelt Street, police opened fire. By the end of the day, 34 people had been killed. Among them was Lucky Morake's granny. Lucky is my guest now who joins me to tell me more about what happened. Lucky, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Lucky, you are actually involved with the Alexandra Heritage uh, Committee. Do you want to start off by telling me a little bit about that? Yes, Alexandra Heritage Committee uh, is a sole body that looks and preserves the heritage of Alex. So throughout the years, we, we tried by all means to make sure that the preservation of our history and our culture is told, more especially to the youth of today, and to make sure that they also may, may be able to preserve the history of Alex. So we have so many different programs that talk about the history and uh, the heritage of Alex. But June 18 is one of the critical parts that were hidden by the old apartheid system. And even our leaders back then, they couldn't tell about June 18 as to what transpired on that day. So our objective is mainly to preserve the history of Alex and to make sure that we entertain our people about what transpired at the history of Alex. Lucky, the June 16th, the Soweto uprising changed the course of South African history. And everybody has that iconic image, you know, that, that captures what happened. Of course, it was a, nas- a national strike. It was an, a national uprising. Alex and Soweto in those days were probably even more connected than they are today in terms of a lot of school children attended school from Alex in Soweto in, in terms of high school. Do you want to tell me yes. a little bit about what things were like at the time? Maybe most of our students who were residing in Alex, they used to attend school in Soweto because in Alex we only had one high school. So every day, you know, buses used to ferry uh, students from Alex to, to Soweto. And one thing that we need to remember is that most people who are residing in Soweto, they come from Alex, most of them, because Alex is one of the oldest townships. So most people who are that side who are staying in Soweto are people who stayed in Alex, or their grandparents and their elders used to stay in Alex. So the relationship between Alex and Soweto is like a relationship between a mother and a son or a daughter. Because when people of Soweto look at Alex, they know that most of their parents they come from Alex. So it was easy for the students who are residing in Alex to, to go and attend school in Soweto. So which is why Alex also plays an important role when it comes to the June 16th uprising. Because our elders tell us that, you know, the uprising didn't just help start on the 16th, but the plenary started way before around the 1960s because there was that talk where people were uh, meeting somewhere and talking about this thing that needs to happen. But eventually on the 16th, that's when it started because everybody was there from different townships, but now the Soweto students are the ones 
who started the system because they felt that you know now uh, enough is enough. So that's when it started. And what is not being told is that it's a spiral that started in Soweto and went to Alex and went to other places, you know, Mabilodi and all those places. But eventually the plenary started with all people being involved in planning for the June 16th uprising. Lucky, what happened to your granny on that day? What happened, my grandmother, when the shooting started? She came from work, she was at work, and when she heard that uh, there's this shooting that is happening in Alex, that's when she decided to come back home. And when she reached at home, she found that two of her kids are not there because they were still primary students. So she went out to look for them, but unfortunately, when she went out, that's when the police were shooting at the students and the students were running. Then she was caught between uh, the crossfire as police were shooting at the students and she was shot with many people because now police were coming in into the township from different avenues and uh, they were randomly shooting at the students and shooting at the people who were uh, around the township. So that's how my grandmother got shot because she was running to, to look for her two sons and to make sure that she brings them home to, so that she can, they can be safe. But unfortunately, she couldn't make it on that day, and that's how uh, she was brutally murdered. It's so tragic. How old was she at the time, Lucky? I think she was around about 50, yeah, around mid-50s. 34 people were killed that day in Alex. Where were her sons, and what happened to them? There was an elder brother who made sure that he, he takes care of them. Because, you know, at that time, it was mainly women who were taking care of their children. You know, most households were without fathers who went to mines and so forth. So when a mother passes away, it's either a grandmother takes over or one of the elder children takes over. One of my elder uncles uh, took over to look at the children from a, a young age to make sure that they grow up to become uh, men or women who, who can also fend for themselves. So, yeah, that's, that's the part that uh, the, the children had to look up for, for themselves to make sure that they become adults, and that's how they survived. You're involved with the Alex Heritage Committee Council. To what extent does your own personal history of having lost a grandparent during this Alex uprising influence your decisions today? What makes us, more especially myself and my colleagues, what makes us to, to have the enthusiastic to make sure that uh, there's preservation of that history of June 18? It's that, you know, most of the time we visit families. And when we speak to other families, we talk from the point of view of understanding the frustration. Because most of the families, some of them, uh, they, they wish to have tombstones, but they can't erect tombstones because of, uh, they don't have uh, monetary uh, or finances to do that. And we also say to them, we understand because also we are part, we are still part of what they are going through. And we, the preservation, you know, when we preserve the history of eighteen, is that when we tell our story to say, I also lost someone on the 18th, it becomes more, it gives more weight, more especially even to the young ones to say, okay, if you can come this far, uh, but you have lost a person or a, you know someone or a family member, it becomes more relevant 
to the cause of what we are doing and uh, making sure that we also heal the wounds of the families. Because now we talk from a perspective of a person who understands and not only talking about theory, but we are being practical about what happened on the 18th. Also speak about Alex being one of the oldest um, kind of townships in South Africa. And obviously it has a very rich history. I mean, would you agree that it is one of the more neglected places? I know every now and then in a State of a Nation address, Alex might get a mention. Nothing seems to happen after that. To what extent do you think you've actually been a forgotten township? I think that saying we've forgotten out the underrated statement. We've just been neglected. I'm trying to come up with the word that we can use. Because if you think of it, most of the people who are in parliament even today, they come from Alex. They visit Alex today every day. They can feel, they can see, they can, you know, sense the sense of poverty of that happening in Alex. They can see that we still have people who, uh, a high rate of unemployment. We still have people who go to bed without uh, a sense of uh, having something to eat. And, you know, when we have such people who come and we, they, they, they don't do anything about that, then we, we don't say we are forgotten or we neglected, but it's, I, I don't know what word can I use, uh, more especially to the people, more especially to our leaders, because every now and then they come here, they see that this is happening, and this is how you know we need to, 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 to improve our lives, but they don't want to do that. And Alex being next to Santi is one of, you know, it should have shaped itself in a better way than Soweto. But you look at Soweto today and you look at Alex, you, you can't compare the two because Soweto is far much richer and better and the lives of the people in Soweto are far much better but, than the lives of the people in Alex. So that is why we want to change the course of history to say if us as the people of Alex cannot do it, then nobody else will do it for us because politicians and everybody else, they have forgotten that Alex played an important role in terms of uh, the emancipation of this country. And, you know, when they speak of Alex, they only speak of Nelson Mandela, but they don't speak about the people who made Mandela, because Alex is the one that made Mandela to become what he was, a, a world icon. But when you talk about Alex, people don't understand what happened in Alex and what we are going through day in and day out. Okay, when you talk about leaving it to the people of Alex to, to help themselves, the last time I was there, it was with Linda Mbata, who has started up an organization called Sibabisani, and uh, we went together to um, feed children after school. So obviously the people in Alex, I also spoke to Janice Lurie about the Zazikazi project. So there's obviously a lot happening in Alex in terms of, um, grassroots. How do you feel we can best promote the kinds of things that are doing and help? One of the critical things that, you know, sometimes we cut the, the tree on top. We don't go deeper into the grassroots or the roots of the problem. Because I think family orientation is, is very critical. Before maybe we look at the children at school, we need also to focus on their backgrounds, where they come from, and what exactly it's the problem that they are facing today every day. We know that uh, unemployment is a problem. Uh, we need to address the, the point of people making some means of finances for themselves. So when we look at empowering women, empowering uh, men, and coming up with uh, skills, skills development programs for the youth, I think that will answer the cost of us making sure that whoever is within it's part of the community, their issues are addressed because we tend also to look at the 
girl child forgetting the boy child. Mm. And at the end of the day, the boy child becomes a stumbling block to the girl child because the focal point was not on the uh, the, 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 the girl child. So mm. we need to, to look at all the elements that we need to cover in terms of us mm. making sure that we become a fundamental uh, and rich, family-oriented community. Mm. So the family structure is very important in making sure that when we redress and address issues, social and emotional, but we have touched the family part. Your ceremony is taking place tomorrow. I know there was talk about uh, uh, doing something together between the Jewish community and the Alex community, but of course it being on a a Shabbat, it wasn't possible for this year. Hopefully it will be, and hopefully we will, um, the Jewish community and Alex community, have other opportunities to work together. And I know that Chai FM and Alex FM are, are joining forces on Sunday. Um, to yeah. to talk about and to kind of show solidarity, so that that at least is a good first start. Lucky, any thoughts, anything you'd like to say in closing? Very pleased to have met uh, the Jewish community, and I think you know there's a lot that we are going to do together in making sure that there's a problem that we talk about, which is intercultural. We are next to each other, but we don't understand each other's culture. So the last time, the first time we met, we spoke that we need to take children from LS, uh, maybe to come and interact with children uh, from the Jewish community, but also programs that we are going to run together in partnership with the Jewish community. I think they are going to be empowering programs that will enrich the lives uh, of those who are in LS. Yes, we know that we wanted to start with June 18, but we think that after June 18, we'll be sitting down together with the Jewish community and looking at prospective programs that will run uh, going forward and making sure that we empower each other and making sure that our lives uh, change for the better, more especially for the people of LS. We know that most of our mothers and fathers, they used to work for the Jewish elders. So we have hope that when we work with the Jewish community, there's that hope that will make a young child from NX to have hope in making sure that they have prospect future endeavors. I thank very much for the relationship that we have with the Jewish community and make sure that the partnership goes forth and we'll have tremendous opportunities maybe for both communities going forward. Lucky, I absolutely echo absolutely everything you said, and I certainly look forward. You know, my colleagues and I from the Jewish Board and Jewish Community Extended look forward to developing our relations with the community of Alex. I want to wish you luck for your ceremony tomorrow, your commemoration. I hope it goes well. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much. Thanks to the Jewish community. With much love from Alex. Thank you. That was Lucky Murake from the Alexandra Heritage Center and also one of those who lost a grandparent during the Alexandra uprising on the 18th of June 1976.